Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. In this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, Guy and Nairi are joined once again by Andrea Fallows. Today, Andrea is going to be talking a little bit more about some top tips and tools to help entrepreneurs reach that next level of success. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand it over straight away to Guy and Nairi. Thanks, Ivan. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Guy. Welcome back to week two, talking about a strategic coach and some of the ways that entrepreneurs can benefit. I thought, Andrea, if you wouldn't mind just giving us a really quick recap on your role and what strategic coach do, just for anybody that may not have listened to last week's podcast. Yeah, plus no problem. So hello, everyone. My name's Andrea Fellows. I work for Strategic Coach. I've worked here for 14 years now. My role is operations team leader, so I kind of on the operational side of things for him in the UK, just make sure basically what's supposed to happen happens really. With regards to strategic coach, we are a business coaching company. We work with successful entrepreneurs who want to take themselves to the next level. Thank you. Including Guy? Yeah. One of those. <laughs> yes. Hi, Guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, hello, Nairi. Hi, Andrea. I'm one of the uh, the oldest things from now on. So, I mean, I, I have got more grey hair than I, I had when I first joined Andrea. I think it's fair to say. I probably put on a couple of pounds and yeah, and I just feel like I've known you guys for many years and made friends that were actually on the program when I first started 14 years ago. And this is testament to coach, by the way, uh, who was still on that program. And we still meet regularly and chat about our businesses and personal stuff as well. Of course, we, yeah, we've become genuine friends and we lean on each other when we need to and, and, and ask each other advice. So that's a nice little byproduct of a program like this. You do make genuine friends and people, you meet people, like-minded people who you can chat to whenever you want, whenever you've got a problem, you just need to bounce it off somebody. There's, there's any number of people I could pick up the phone to that I know I could have that conversation with now. And the final thing on that really is that both my business partner in EHE Capital, which is obviously this podcast, Gary Fletcher, and my business partner in another venture, Guider, which is an American LLC, uh, US-based, both 10 times program coach members, strategic coach members, and both have been on it for many years as well. Strong links there. You know, I've met my two latest business partners at Strategic Coach. And the other thing is, you know, this podcast is the aim of it is to help entrepreneurs. That's what we're doing this for. And we cover so many different types of subjects. And please do not mistake this for a sales podcast because it absolutely isn't. The reason we've invited Andrew onto this podcast is because we fundamentally believe that any successful entrepreneur who wants to be more successful will benefit from going on a program like this. If he's not Strategic Coach, then one of the other programs that are out there I just happen to think this is a really good one. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks both. Andrew, I just wondered if you could summarise or tell me what you think the common traits are for successful entrepreneurs, the ones that you work with. Yeah, definitely. When I'm speaking to the clients, you know, I've worked with a lot of clients within the last 14 years and the main traits that I get most of all is that the biggest one is that they're very coachable. They come to you, they want they tell you what's going on in the business and in personal lives, and you can talk really open and honestly and quite frank to them to be perfectly honest about what's going on and giving them advice and they, they really do take it on board. And they tell following up with that, they do take feedback, take feedback on board as well. So they've had a situation, what's going on, and they can know what do you think about it. I'm always really honest with them as to what I think and they take it. To be honest, you don't try and make excuses or anything like that. They really take it on board. You go, okay, and you try to figure out what they could do differently. 
I have really lift to learn as well. Like you really want to self-develop, that's a massive part of it. You want to get better, not just in business, but in their lives as well. They're massively given as well. So um, what I've noticed, especially um, in the last last good 10 years, is that the clients, when they believe in something, like coach, for example, they're your biggest advocate. So it's huge. Like the clients that I have that just support us and like me as a team with referrals or you're bringing people in or thinking you're a right fit for us. And they're constantly referring us because they've seen the impact what it's had on other people's lives and they want to make other people's lives better, which is really nice. And they also want strategic coaches to succeed as well which is we've got an actual vested interest in me and the team as well. And I'd say as well that they're very goal-orientated. They're super focused, they know what they want to get, and they're properly going for it as well. Brilliant, thank you. It's interesting, isn't it, that we talked in the first podcast about the podcast last week about some of the characteristics that that they have and how that mindset is very much matched to, to yours and your approach. And I, I loved when we had our pre-chat about some of the examples and the ways of working that seem to be really unique I hadn't heard of them before I just wondered if you could talk us through some of those and then maybe Guy you could tell us some of your favorite or how they benefited you practically yeah so do you mean like the tools yeah 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 so I think the biggest one especially in the first year what has the biggest impact on client on our clients is and um, on the entrepreneurs is the time system so we go away from, you know, your days is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Your days are now broken into three different types of days. So your days are, the first one is a free day. So this is 24 hours, purely free day. So you can't be looking at your emails. We're really, really strict on it as well. And I think guys laughing at me. What I am is I'm just so, I had a conversation with client recently. He said, well, I'm going to do a bit of work in the morning and then I've been going to free day. I'm like, right now it's a buffer day. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, it's a buffer day. I like as soon as you start doing something to do with work, forget about it. It is a book day. Like guy right now, he's in a beat there. This is either a focus or a book predictable or if he's no longer a free day. Which it is. So it's the three days, 24 hours of pure rejuvenation. And it's so, so important that an entrepreneur has to re- rejuvenation and for them 24 hours, even longer. It needs to be longer, but we can start off with 24 hours because there's no hooks into the business. And the next one is a focus day. So a focus day is all about money. So this is what are your money-making activities that make you make you the income? And it's been really specific about it. Looking at your activities and going, what are my money-making activities? What is it drives and revenue? So we would then class that as a focus day. And then the third day is a buffer day. So buffer day is a lot of time. It's your prep of your focus day. Um, it can be your emails, doing your team issues and things like that. But what we've noticed is if an entrepreneur takes all this time system, and this is massive, and it's really hard to do, it's not easy. I'm not going to say it's easy, but if you actually do it, what we say is within the first two or three years of doing it, you'll either, you'll more likely double your income and you'll take off live and you'll be taking off a hell of a lot more time because your days aren't mushed in into just different days and they're really segregated and really, you know, you're focusing on what you're supposed to be focusing on that day. So I'd say that admittedly is the biggest one. You, you become far more efficient, Andrea, don't you? Yeah. And, and, and I get that. And I do remember when, just on this one, when, you, when I first, it was either the first day or the, the second day of the programme that it was introduced. And I, you know, someone's standing there saying that we're going to double your income and we're going to make you take more time off than you've ever taken off before. It goes against the grain on everything that you've understood about business up to that point. Particularly when I was younger and, na- you know, naive and, uh, you know, it took me some time. 
And a lot of the concepts, actually, when someone first t- tells you what they are, you go, no, can't be done. And then lo and behold, three months later, you're doing it and it's working and it changes the way you run your business and changes actually not just your business life, your personal life. Yeah. I'd say another one, which Guy brought up last time, which is so interesting, is positive focus. And this is a really simple concept, but it's so effective. And it's like at the beginning of every single workshop, and to be perfectly honest, every Company meeting I go in, every meeting I go with regards to strategic country has to start on positive focus because it takes it, it takes the meeting to a whole different level. It's not where people change their mindset when they're going in. So it's really important to do. And I've had so many entrepreneurs walk into my room and go, and like, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. And they're like, right, okay, well, let's just get your first, 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 then breathe the first hour. Let's get you breathe that. And I can't tell you how many people come back to me after the First time, do the positive focus, reflecting back on the top five things that they've achieved over that quarter and go, that's me for the day, I'm fine. Because they beat themselves up so much about what they're supposed to be doing because they're so goal-oriented, so focused and so on to the next thing. They forget, actually, and where they've, where they've actually been over the last 90 days. They're living in the gap, Andrew, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and that's another answer big word about us, the gap. See, see how I lined that one up for you? Yeah. I feel like that. I mean... There is so many different ways. If, you know, I would say like our program is very structured within the first three years. And there's a very important sequence of how we do it. And it's very, very effective. Then after the three years, you go into the master's workshops. And that's very much about, it, it's different. It's about seeing what's going on in the mode, you know, what's going on right there. And we really do adapt to it, which is um, how to get the agency who actually creates that for us. Um, but yeah, the first three years, it's very structured. And we want to do it in a certain way because it has the most effects. I would say give them three straight off, but then be like the first two workshops and do the positive phone course, you're going through the time system and you're doing the gap in the day because we know how important they are. And it's just a mindset, isn't it, Dad? Once you look at the gap in the game, which have been some of the semi was in the gap all the time, it's a really good mind shift. Yeah, I think the, you're right. The, the first three years of the program are all about mindset, actually, overall. Not everything, but most of the tools are geared towards getting your head in the right place so that you have the right mindset to actually take yourself and your company to the next level. So once you sort out your mindset, and my mindset is way different now than it was when I started coach. I mean, like light years are different. And, and I actually struggle having conversations with some people now because their mindset is like mine used to be and you watch the news and i'm watching news thinking this bears no resemblance to my experiences in the real world now my experiences might be a little bit different to, to other people's experiences i get that but it's because i'm i'm tuning into the stuff the positive stuff that's happening as opposed to the negative stuff so if you watch bbc or itv news any of them I would say nine out of 10 stories are negative. They're not good news stories because good news doesn't sell. Then one of the things that Coach does that it gets underestimated for is it, it pushes you into reading material from scientific sources, actually. And scientists generally don't have an axe to, to grind. They're not political. They're not interested in politics, most of them. What they want to do is solve problems for, for the world. So if you start reading some scientific stuff and some of the stuff that's coming out around the corner... And then all of a sudden your perspective on things like climate change will will go, do you know what? There is hope. Don't get me wrong. We've got a lot of work to do, but it's not quite as doom and gloom as everyone's making it out to be at the moment because there's so much stuff happening that you don't hear about that will, everything will come together and start 
helping solve that problem. I, I understand that it's a time issue with that and it's, we've got to get on with it and time's limited and absolutely is the case. But I'm far more optimistic that the human race will solve the climate issue than I think probably most people. And that's not been a climate denier because it clearly is all over the place at the moment and it, it is affected by man massively. But equally, we can change that and I'm confident we can. Brilliant. Thank you. I just want to go back to the, because I think that 24-hour rejuvenation thing is absolutely fascinating and I totally, totally understand the logic behind it, but it made me sweat a bit when you talked about just that concept of turning off. I just wonder, Guy, like, how did you find that? And do you still abide by those principles? So if I'm honest, I did and I don't now. And I, I probably look at it slightly differently now to, to how I was taught it, that Similar principles apply. Now, I think the thing that he's told me is that humans and entrepreneurs in particular, because they're quite often quite creative people, need a complete break to uh, allow the creativity to rejuvenate and come up with, with, with new ideas. So by way of example, when I came out here on Monday, it was just beautiful. It was 22 degrees. Was sat out on a sunbed and I was reading the, the Gap and the Gain. Actually, I knew genuinely I was reading Dan Sullivan's new book. And because I'm in a place I'm comfortable in, I'm relaxed in, I hadn't looked at email and stuff for, for probably at least 24 hours, maybe even more with traveling and so on. My mind was totally refreshed and it was reading this book and then coming up with ideas. And while I was reading the book, I started to tap away on my phone, putting some ideas into my phone that I've already now begun to implement. In the businesses that I'm involved with, although I don't, I'm not as strict as Andrew described, and I'm sure she'll tell me off afterwards for that. Um, I do understand the principle behind it, and I am very cosmic of that. And I do try and make sure that I do get some proper downtime that does allow those creative, you know, those creative sparks to fly, if you like. Yeah. I'm going to say, as a team member as well, like we're very much about three days. And it's, um, I remember last year, I took a full, I had two holidays last year. I took a full week off. I did no work at all. I switched off. And my brain was mush when it came back, but it was such a good play. And it was so rejuvenating and so much more creative. Three weeks later, I went on another holiday and I had to work pretty much through it. It was like literally, I should have just been back in. I should have been just sat at my desk. It does that, and that's the difference. Is that is I can't tell you, and I will say it now. You know, you said about I've been sweaty. <laughs> I promise you, like London will won't end. It'll be fine. I know. You know what I mean? Because it is hard. But I get it, and I struggle. I struggle to switch off. So I'm taking a true free day tomorrow, and I'm off the weekend and with my family, and that's what I'm doing. I've got to do it, and I can't tell you. You just start getting to the habit of it, even if you do it once a week. Just don't do your emails, don't look at anything and start building it all. It makes such a difference, but it makes you so much more creative. It definitely does. And I think it's one of those things that you work towards as well, because there are other tools in the coach toolbox, for want of a better word, that allow you to 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 improve that on an ongoing basis. And th these things don't ha happen overnight. You couldn't make a, you know, a plan to just not look at email for 24 hours, but you're probably not set up to do it at that point. So you, you need to work towards that. And there's things like, I'm, I'm going to talk about two of my favorite ones just very quickly. And then Andrea, I'm sure we'll talk about some other stuff, things, but one of my favorites, a real eye opener for me was my unique ability. So one of the things coach does, it has a day where you sit down with somebody and you go through 
your unique ability. And there's a whole process you go through, including getting feedback from other people, which is, which is really inspiring, if I'm honest. When you ask somebody, you don't want negative stuff, right? <laughs> so you forget that. What you want is positive stuff from them. So you say, look, what positive, what my unique abilities, what, what positive stuff can you say about me? And it's amazing the answers you get back that really boost your morale and your confidence. And then you put that together with other bits of data that um, you've been asked to get together. And you come at, at the end of the, the day, you come out with it's a really heavy day, by the way. It was eight hours. My brain was pushed at the end of it, to use your phrase, Andrea. And, but there's, there's two or three sentences that sum up my unique ability. And even though you probably had a sense of what it was before, it's absolutely clear what your unique ability is now after you've done that. And I've taken that with me for the past 14 years now. And I only try and operate in my unique ability because I will be efficient at it and I'll enjoy it. And what I then try and do is, as I'm building a team, and this takes time as a startup in particular, I try and hire people who are good at the things that I'm not good at. So they operate in their own unique ability on the stuff that I don't want to do because it's not my unique ability. So you basically build a team around you that do all the stuff you're not good at. But sometimes in a business, that might mean that you're not a good CEO. You might be better hiring a CEO who runs your business and you concentrate on product development because that's your super skill. Or you might concentrate on business development because that's your super skill. My, my unique ability involves building uh, unique teams, which is handy when you've got a business because that's what drives the business forward. Those two concepts, the unique ability and then building a unique team have really not just helped me build a genuinely unique team and a unique way of doing things in my previous company, which was then acquired, but it's also what's guided me in building these two new companies and allowing me to work across, build two companies, be actively involved on a day-to-day basis in those two companies, but also be involved in five other companies in either some kind of co-founder or advisory role. And so now I'm, I'm way more efficient because I'm working in my unique ability in those in each of those different environments, different companies. Brilliant. Thank you. Andrea, I just wondered, just to, to wrap, wrap us up really, and then Guy, you could, you could give your view as well. What advice would you give to anybody that is probably struggling to break through that glass ceiling as an entrepreneur? What, what's the, the best thing you think they could do right now? For me, I'd say the biggest part of it is to take action. So whatever it is that you're trying to, you know, figure out what you're trying to do, that's seeing whatever that is, is to find out who the leaders are in that area and read everything you can about them. And find a like-minded community. Be with people. You need to be with people that are the same as you. And what I aspire to, or the other side of it, is to be a really small fish in a very big pond. To go and find people that inspire you, then you want to go to their level and be around you. And obviously as well as is. It is about being hard, looking at self-development. It is looking at self-development. But just take action. Don't procrastinate on it or whatever the issue is. Don't we're going to start moving forward because that's the biggest thing. That is what I find. And, uh, even as me as a person and working here for so long, is it? if I want to get better at something, I completely delve into it, find out every single thing about it and just start moving forward and just figuring out how I'm going to do that. Yeah, it is the biggest point more than anything is to take action and be around people that are either more successful than you or that are very like-minded that are going to support you to get to more than you want to be. Brilliant. Thank you. Guy? 
So everything Andrew said, absolutely spot on. And I'm going to add something else as well. There's a, a book which Dan brought out, I know, 12, 18 months ago called Who Not How. And it's, again, it's absolutely, I, I use this on a daily basis, both in a, a practical sense within the businesses, but also in an advisory sense, helping other entrepreneurs and giving them advice. And the, the Who Not How concept is really simple. Instead of thinking about how to do something, think about who's going to do it for you. If it's not in your unique ability, think about who is going to do that job. Don't think about how you're going to get it done because you, your mindset's all wrong at that point. You're thinking about if I do a spreadsheet and then I, I do a little bit of research and then all of a sudden you, you've got days of your time that have disappeared. Whereas really, if you just thought about who's going to do it and either got one of your team to do it or subcontracted it out to somebody else because it isn't your unique ability, then they'll do it really quickly, really efficiently, and probably uh, actually have a, a far better end result. Build a business uh, with unique abilities, looking at people's unique abilities, and then thinking about who, not how. Amazing. Thanks very much. And Andrea, just back to you finally, for anybody that might want to find out a bit more about Strategic Coach or how that could help them, how can they contact you? Yeah, definitely. So I'll give my email address and if you please feel free to contact me, we can go from there. So my email address is andrea.fallows, F-A-L-L-O-W-S at strategiccoach.com. So please feel free to reach out to me and I'm also on LinkedIn as well. So please feel free to speak to me. And just to add that if anyone wants to ask my opinion on anything to do with coaching, I guess just your own self-development, then feel free to reach out to myself as well at E-H-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-E-K-